Hi, welcome back and welcome to this week's episode of One Take Wonder with the Hot Weird Girl. I'm the Hot Weird Girl in question, Alexia, and you can find me on every social media platform. That's TikTok, where I'm currently live right now. Shout out to the 35 people that have decided to tune in to this like background Monday night podcast feature. Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Hot Weird Girl. That's girl with a zero. And this week we'll be talking about two topics that might not seem like they go together at once, polyamory and predestination, specifically as it relates to puritanism. And this is all inspired by Jen Stiggs, who replied to last week's podcast. As always, as a reminder, on Spotify, I have a prompt where I encourage you to write in and talk to me about whatever you want to hear about. And I thought this request was so interesting. So Jen said, can you talk about polyamory, age gaps in datings, spiritual beliefs slash spiritual bypassing slash religion, isolation among Gen Z and social media, commodification of relationships, safety net slash faux, economic security, and drop shipping, which is a lot of things, but it kind of leads me to talk about one of my favorite topics that I've been dying to talk. I mean, I love talking about the Puritans. Like, you know that trend that's going around TikTok? It's like, pose with a damn, boom. And it's like, what were you obsessed with as a child? Puritanism. Those people were hilarious. I mean, deeply evil and unserious and also supported the slave trade. But like, as a, their belief system was so uh, insanely fun, but not fun. But we'll get into that. So um, buckle up. If you're listening to this and you are on the live, hi, I love you so much, and let's get into it. So I feel like if you follow me on TikTok, you may have already seen my take on polyamory, and I'll just insert the video that went viral here. Leftist to polyamory pipeline is never getting me. And this is no shade to polyamory, but your marketing team sucks. And quite frankly, you're scary. Why did someone in real life, not like someone who had access to grass, for real tell me, well, how can you believe in sharing resources and, you know, not hoarding possessions and then not see the structural issues with monogamy? What? You will never convince me that having a spreadsheet for all the people you're trying to keep up with is the way to go. Y'all sound like you're in a pyramid scheme. Like... What's with all the recruiting? You guys have each other. That should be enough. Like, I just, it perturbs me so. Like, leave me the fuck alone because I said I just want one person. You talk about the ethics of not giving everyone health care automatically because they're a human being. Now we're at ethical non-monogamy. Get the fuck away from me. So in that clip you just heard, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of polyamory as a leftist concept i've kind of found that like when people want to talk about doing away with the constructions of society they get very like la vie bohème and they want to throw everything to the wind which is like cool personally and i think it helps to identify myself in this conversation that i very am a monogamous penguin i don't ever want to have multiple partners i think i would ball my eyes out if my boyfriend or anyone that i was with was like oh yeah, like I think we should open this up. Like I would, well, I'd probably do worse than bomb my eyes out. I'd probably change the trajectory of both of our lives forever. So that just would not work for me, but I understand how it works for people. And I also understand that I think people are expecting me to come from a particular lens because I am a creator who thinks very deeply about patriarchy and feminism and liberating 
women, particularly Black women, from these oppressive social structures. And I think polyamory is oftentimes regarded as one of these oppressive social structures, right? Like, I think we have this very Utahian, Mormon, sexual abuse, like, man, you know, kind of manipulating women around him, like, like those TikTok people who were going live all day because they didn't have jobs. I never got too into it. Like, I don't know their names, but I do know that what that specific version of polyamory was, was so obviously like manipulation and coercion into a relationship dynamic that neither one of the women really and truly consented to, but it was more just like they felt like they couldn't lose the man. And I think there were some allegations when one of the girls like wised up and left that she was also being emotionally abused, which is not surprising. And I think it's kind of common with this dynamic. All that being said, I don't think it's polyamory that's specifically the problem, I think it's patriarchy. Because to sit here and criticize polyamory just because it's loving multiple people or opening your relationships or multiple partnerships kind of assumes that monogamy is the perfect system. And I just feel like if you're someone who's ever tried to date, regardless of your sexual orientation, identity, like you've just tried dating in today's day and age, it's a fucking nightmare. Like, I don't know that I can sit here and be like, well, polyamory exploits women. Monogamy is exploiting the fuck out of women. But let's just start fresh with breaking down both definitions. So polyamory, as I understand it, or as I've been exposed to, because if you've ever been on a dating app, the ethically non-monogamous people seem to outnumber the monogamous people. Oh my God, especially if you're trying to queer date, like the odds of finding a bad bitch who wasn't already partnered and believed in monogamy in like a healthy, normal pace, not you hauling was something that I never figured out personally. Um, if you did, congrats, you clearly cracked the cheat code um, better than all of us, but never figure out a way to make that work. But from what I gathered from watching people with like ethical monogamy, non-monogamy and the TikToks that I watched you know, sincerely who are explaining polyamory is it's this idea that you're just not monogamously bound to your partner. It can look like a lot of different things. Maybe it's two people in a base and they just open it up. Maybe it's two people and they're together, but they're also separately dating other people. Maybe it's one person dating a lot of people. Maybe it's a polycule, which I guess is a term to refer to a group of people also dating another group of people, which I also think you could just call like a local high school theater group. But you know, rock on with the labels. But essentially, it's just non-monogamy, I think is the sloppiest way to define it. And if you know a better way to define it and you want to write in, I always love um, getting your feedback and talking to you guys about what you think of my podcast. It's literally the highlight of my week. And then monogamy, as we understand, is two people and you don't really break those bounds of monogamy except for asterisks, some monogamous people still invite others into the bedroom, but it is explicitly a romantic and sexual relationship between two people who have agreed to be in that union. But I think there's this particular concern that men are exploiting polyamory to like overload themselves with bad bitches which I think definitely can be true, but then I kind of offer what I said earlier, 
men are exploiting the fuck out of monogamy. Like they will put a ring on one woman's finger, get up to the altar and legally and spiritually pledge themselves to one woman and then take that ring off, go to their local dive bar and flirt hard as fuck with any woman with the pulse. And they'll be like, that's monogamy. One time I was talking to this guy in college and he told me that we were exclusive. So I assumed that we were exclusive. And then he hooked up with one of my best friends, friends from high school. So I blocked him. And when he confronted me at the bar, he I, he was like, why did you do that? And I was like, because you cheated on me. And this man looks me dead in my fucking face and goes, Alexia, monogamy is when you're faithful. And he's like, but you weren't around. So I had to have sex with the girls. And he was being so dead the fuck serious that he didn't understand like why I started laughing. Also, this man was so dumb. I studied abroad in New Zealand. And then for like two years, he would try to DM me and be like my little foreign friend. And I was like, how do you think like citizenship works? And he couldn't actually explain that to me. And that's why kids, you don't talk to guys just based off of appearance because it actually does matter if they're not smart. Someone on TikTok Live just said Gaslight King. No, it's worse than that um, because he, for the next year and a half, when he would try to use the school email system to contact me because I had him blocked on everything, he would be like, I don't understand what your issue with this is. He's like, it was just sex with other girls. All of this funny experience to say that like men are not taking, like monogamy exploits women right the idea that women should give up the best hottest years of their life in this monogamous pursuit of a man who may be dogging them out or abusing their domestic labor or mistreating them it's just not fair to put all of that on polyamory i think people just want to take the piss out of polyamory because it seems a little bit weird or like i personally would feel uncomfortable having to keep a spreadsheet of like all the people that i'm fucking and having to budget them in for a tuesday but you know on the flip side they may think it's weird that i love spending all of my time with this guy that i'm in love with so it can be many different things and i also believe that you can love many people at once like just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for other people but i wanted to get that out of the way on polyamory because i think we're making i think the identification with polyamory is so strong as like a counterculture identity because it really shows how ingratiated we are to the idea of monogamy and it wasn't until i was watching those like polyamorous tiktoks where i was like oh wow i guess it would be kind of awkward when your job is like oh you know who do you live with and you're like well i live with my multiple partners and then everyone stares at you like an alien with no heads almost in a way that like i think younger people, not necessarily millennials or Gen Z, but just like younger people throughout history always struggle with like labeling themselves or like finding their identity and being polyamorous is one such way that you can identify yourself. And then I'm looking at Jen's comment now and this like spiritual beliefs, Gen Z and social media, like just by identifying as ethically non-monogamous, like you kind of have a 
built-in community of like-minded individuals that's kind of hard to find. I was having this conversation with a coworker because she hadn't heard of the concept that we're losing third spaces, but most people only have home and they have work and it's really hard to just find neutral third places where you can find a community because we no longer have like the church. Not that I'm saying that people should go to church. I know we're talking about puritism in this episode, but I'm definitely not advocating for it. Um, But, you know, like these community spaces and then the pandemic like really wrecked that. And depending on where you are and if you're like boosted or not, it may not be super safe to socialize. So all of these things, it can just be really nice to find an online community where you can sort of settle in with your niche and you can interact with the memes and you can almost feel like I have this built in friend group. And I think these kind of identifiers are really important, particularly as we think about spirituality. And that's why I want to talk about astrology. So I know someone's going to ask because when we talk about astrology, everyone wants to know your sign. So I'm a Gemini sun, a Gemini moon, and a Sagittarius rising. I wish I was a triple Gemini just because I enjoy the look of shock on people's faces. But maybe that's a very quintessentially Gemini thing to do. But My most controversial opinion about astrology is you should never open your mouth and talk shit about religion knowing that you care deeply about the stars and people's birth charts because you sound hypocritical as fuck. There is like you don't believe in God and you think that's stupid somehow. And I should also say that I'm not someone who believes in anything, not for any like atheist reasons. It's just my thought process is who the fuck am I to try to figure it out? You know, like... I'm just Alexia. Do I need to know if God is real to be a good person? No. And quite frankly, it seems like a big waste of time to try to figure out which of the religions is right. And a lot of them have too many rules or like spirituality has too many rules. Like someone was like, don't put your purse on the floor. You're going to lose money. I forget to put my, pick my purse up off the floor all the time. Or like, I forget to blow cinnamon in my door. So like, it's too much. I just, I don't want to be told what to do. And I think I'm a good enough person. And I feel like that's it, right? So I'm not advocating for like Christianity when I say this, but I am pointing out that like, I'm always bamboozled, befuddled, if you will, when people are like, oh my God, like Christianity so stupid. Well, you think that girl did you wrong because she's a Taurus. That girl did you wrong because she's a cunt. So I Especially when people get into like fixed signs and believing that your birth chart is a measure of where you're going to go. But this is the part that I've been dying to talk about. Do you remember Puritans and predestination? Okay, I'm reading this from literally like a fifth grade school um, handout thing because of what George Bush did to education. No, that's me. Okay, but I, I think it is like a really good primer. So the Puritanism movement in American literature began around 1600 and lasted till about 1800. The Puritans were Presbyterians from England who fled to Holland and America in the time of King Henry VIII. Many of the Puritans decided to leave Britain because of religious differences that the Presbyterians and Anglican Anglican church disagreed upon. The Puritans were so deeply involved in Christianity that their personal relationship with God became more of a fearful relationship with hell. They believed what many in modern times like to call, quote, turn or burn Christianity. In other words, they don't believe in God because of his redeeming value in their lives. They believed in him for the simple fact that they wanted to go to heaven and not hell. They also believed in something called predestination, P, 
pay attention, kids. This is the most important part. Predestination is a word that means that the Puritans believe that God had already chosen who is going to heaven before people were even put on this earth, and they must live a perfect life in order to stay in God's good graces so that they wouldn't upset God and he wouldn't basically change his mind and send them to hell. The people that were predestined were called the elect. This is because these people were elected by God to go to hell. Quote, confidence in their own elect righteousness gave the Puritans their intense bigotry and intolerance. This statement meant that Puritans lived such a, quote, pure life that their, quote, purity made them crazily self-righteous. And just to, like, reiterate this, predestination in theology is the doctrine that all events have been willed by God, usually with reference to the eventual fate of an individual soul. Explanations of predestination often seek to address the paradox of free will, whereby God's omniscience seems incompatible with human free will. And the reason why I'm bringing this up and astrology is because there is a beautiful school of um, theological scholarship that suggests that all of Americans' political and social like framework goes back to the fact that we were largely colonized by Puritan descendants and that all of the weird moral strictness, um, the attitudes about sex, the attitudes about working that have enabled capitalism to get to this harrowing stage, not that capitalism was ever, you know, a good thing. Um, all goes back to Puritanism. But I would also argue that Puritanism and this belief in like strict rigidity, particularly this idea that certain of us are already ordained to have certain fates in a way that's really kind of immutable, shows up in the way in which we believe in astrology. Roll with me. So it's fascinating to record this podcast while going live um, because I was just talking with the viewers and someone was like you know putting their gang signs for astrology and i was explaining that like again that's literally too many rules um i don't know what that means but like congrats but i think it's so fascinating that we cling so heavily to this idea that like the certain degree of your houses means that like you're destined for money or you're destined for fame or you have a really hard oh fuck because i'm going live i can't pull up the tweets but i was scrolling through um like spiritual girl twitter which my favorite thing about that is that tweet that said like she's not spiritual she's just light-skinned and unemployed that's funny <laughs> um but i was like scrolling through spiritual twitter and it's just like it really struck me how much we cling to this belief and I'm not saying it's stupid or intelligent. I just think that parallel between this Puritan belief that we are either destined to go to heaven or hell and there's kind of little that we can do on earth to really affect that. And then also how it's translated to like 2023. And again, this idea that we've definitely kept up with these like Puritan ideals that you can be born in the month of February. I do know something about Aquarius. Yeah. And suddenly you can be like cold and distant. And I just looked out of the corner of my eye and someone just said like astrology is not to be taken too seriously. But that's the thing. Like I do know friends that take it so seriously. I'm partially uploading this episode because I know my one friend is going to like literally send me a whole paragraph. She's going to be like, Alexia, you don't take anything seriously, blah, blah, blah. But it's just 
more so that like I think a lot of Gen Z in particular think that they're like above their parents outdated Christianity or beliefs in Islam and then they turn around and very seriously will be like I can't date him he's a Leo and all Leo men are evil and like we would just not be compatible like our birth charts not compatible oh you know I asked him what time he was born he was born at 8 34 in Pittsburgh like the the chart is not gonna work and I'm like wow that's crazy because you just made fun of your mom for believing that she saw the second coming of Jesus on WhatsApp but if you say so girl so that has always been fascinating to me and I think in 150 years it'll be something else because I truly think that we have no idea as human beings what the fuck is going on and we're always looking for a way to figure it out and I feel like astrology is a way for people to crave that like order and discipline and ordained divine knowledge from a source but not in an uncool way that like reading from a religious book or participating in traditional sermons makes you look outdated and almost conservative. Like it's a lot cooler to be woo woo and still abide by these like strict principles. Like when I brought up that point about spirituality earlier, I have a friend also all my friends know that I'm talking about them like this. Like I asked their permission for this episode. Um, but like I have a friend who believes so deeply in spirituality and dude, she's got like a textbook of rules. And I'm like, girl, you don't think that's different than the Bible? Okay. But I just, I think it's fascinating and I want to make other episodes about it, about Puritans so deeply influence the culture of our society. I don't know what had a more profound effect on America other than like white supremacy. Although again, like Puritans were, oh, incredibly fucking racist so even that are two like untangleable roots but another such example of puritan ideals is puritans believed that the harder you worked the closer you would get to god and that there was also no value in what we would call fun or work-life balance or um, having a normal life and i feel like part of the reason why um capitalism is so effective of America is because so many people pride themselves on how hard they're working to the point where you can't even explain that they're being exploited. Like my coworkers today were like, well, why are people on strike? Like they should just work hard and try to get more money. And I'm like, okay, well, the girl who um, was on Orange is the New Black is getting $27 residuals. You don't think those actresses were working their asses off to you know, try to win those Emmys. And some of them did win Emmys and they were still working second jobs, but it's just brain rot belief that you can work hard and that all the billionaires worked hard in a way that is so traceable back to this Puritan ideal of you, like, remember how I said Alex when we were reading from that um, paragraph? There was this idea that the elects, the people who were elected to go to heaven worked hard. And so people were basically competing with each other to say like, I'm so godly, I'm getting into heaven, look how hard I work. And that definitely shows now. Like if you ever sit back to yourself and you're like, why is America so wonky? You have to remember that this country was colonized brutally by the people that Europeans thought were too crazy. And mind you, Europeans were enslaving, genociding, and just 
fucking with everyone in the entire world and they thought those people were too crazy which explains a lot of the problems we have now and also because it's summer and europeans will be coming over here i just kind of want to wrap up this podcast by saying anytime a european tries to step to you or talk shit about america you just got to remember or remind them that like America's like this because of your weird cousins. And maybe if you had concepts like religious freedom and a king who didn't want to be had a bunch of wives to bear himself a son, then we wouldn't be in this predicament. But we are because of y'all. Anyway, I think that's all for now. Um, I think I'm going to do this going live when I record podcasts again because it was pretty fun and there's some like behind the scenes stuff and it was fun to chat. But new episodes come out every Monday night. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, please go ahead and give this five stars and share it with one friend. It helps immensely. This is a small podcast that's still growing. So every single viewer is so valuable. And if you made it to the end of this podcast, as always, I love you. Please hit me up on all my social media podcasts, which is at all my social media podcasts, all my social media platforms, which is at hot weird girl, girl with a zero to let me know what you want to hear me talk about next week or share your thoughts about the episode. Until next Monday. Bye.